0: from Casual Shooters Podcast. Uh, Just a couple things real quick. Laser app uh, on our website, I've added a new page. If you go to sponsors, you can see links to all of our sponsors. There's a link for laser app. You can get 15% off with our code. It's on the website, but it's a great dry fire tool. It's a shot timer and recorder. So it'll record your first shot, splits, transitions. It's even diverse enough that you can set up arrays in different rooms so that you can have to move from one to another. It'll record everything. Amazing device. Check it out. Go to our webpage, casualshooterpodcast.com. Also hoist, we've got our discount code on the webpage again, same page, but you get 10% off there. And we're talking IV level hydration. For those of you shooting major matches this summer, Even your local matches, it will help keep you hydrated. So go check it out. And also Gun Butter. There's a link for Gun Butter. You can get 20% off with our link. Uh, It's excellent lubrication for your pistols. Put a little on your lugs, the grease on the lugs of your rifle. Good to go. All right, so go to our webpage, casualshooterpodcast.com. Go to the sponsor page. Links to their website right there, and the codes are on there for you. All right? Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Welcome to this week's edition of the Casual Shooters Podcast, your premier podcast for the casual shooter. I'm fresh back from Nationals, Carry Optics Nationals, and this week's guest actually comes from Carry Optics Nationals. I've seen her name in a bunch of different places, uh, particularly national standings at the end. This year, she was fifth at Cary Optics Nationals. She's a master class in Cary Optics. Everyone, welcome. Rachel Harper. Welcome, Rachel.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: Good. How are you?
1: I'm doing pretty good.
0: Okay, that's awesome. So did you enjoy your Cary Optics Nationals experience?
1: Um, yeah, but I was sick through most of nationals. Like I just had trouble eating stuff. So it was like something from when I was sick before, but the stages were a lot of fun.
0: Okay. So if you don't mind, take just a moment and introduce yourself.
1: Okay. Um, well, I'm um, <laughs> <laughs> all um, right.
0: <laughs> I can see you don't you're not normally used to talking about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, not a problem. So let's do this then. Let's just start with the icebreaker questions. Okay? okay. All right. Here we go. I hope you brushed up on all your favorite stuff. Okay. So what is your favorite movie?
1: Um I'd say Rush Hour.
0: Oh, okay. I haven't heard that one yet. That's a good one, though. Yeah. I like that. It's good comedy. All right, what about favorite book?
1: Um, high school kind of ruined the books for me. So, like, a book from when I was younger in middle school was probably, like, Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim that one was probably like the most enjoyable book I've ever read.
0: Which book was that again?
1: Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim
0: okay, is that like a science fiction uh yeah, okay it sounds like it had a name like a <laughs> a science fiction yeah. book <laughs> all right I don't know if um one of the uh, other hosts likes to ask a particular question about everybody. Um, who was your favorite superhero?
1: Um, maybe like Iron Man.
0: Okay. All right. Anything in particular or just.
1: Yeah, he doesn't have any superpowers, but he's still pretty good. At
0: okay. That's kind of like why a lot of people pick uh, Batman as well. Uh, No real superhero he's just somebody out there you know doing (laughs) it
1: all
0: right so now your favorite gun and caliber and it it doesn't they don't have to be linked together so let's say your favorite gun is a 1911 well that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean your favorite caliber has to be 45. so
1: right um the SIG P320s, I like the P320 X5 and the Max. But like, I shot the X5 for like three and a half years and then I just switched over to the Max. So that would probably be my favorite.
0: Nope, she'll be back.
1: There go. Sorry, I was getting a call. <laughs> um, that's okay. My favorite caliber is probably nine millimeter because that's mainly what I've shot.
0: Now, what is it about the sig that you like?
1: Uh, I don't know, just the feel. And uh, my dad had put his own like stippling onto it, so that it kind of mm. like fit my hand nicely, and it was a very aggressive grip. And okay. my hand started bleeding for a while because, like, it was just so aggressive and not what I was used to. But uh, it took my hands a bit to kind of get there, but it does not move
0: (laughs) yeah i guess not Uh, i guess it doesn't move at all if it's that (laughs) grippy holy cow so does it still have the same stippling then
1: yeah it does
0: oh wow okay now i know um well i i assume i know uh that you are (laughs) in college yeah. what degree are you obtaining
1: going to go for a kinesiology bachelor's degree
0: oh okay what what attracts you to kinesiology
1: um whenever i was in high school i was kind of like the athletic trainer almost for our gymnastics team cuz we would always practice really late So I was always helping all the other gymnasts out, like taping ankles and everything. So I learned a lot from that. And whenever I took sports medicine in high school, it really put me on a route of like, I want to do physical therapy.
0: Okay. Well, that's pretty Mm -hmm. neat. So is that what you're looking to do long-term then life goal, like physical? therapy? Yeah, I definitely want
1: to go that physical therapy route.
0: Okay. I've been in physical therapy a lot. I've, both of my ankles have been operated on because of basketball. Don't get oh, into wow. basketball. It's bad for yeah. you. <laughs> so do you compete in sports at the collegiate level then?
1: No, I was offered to, but I decided to focus on my school because getting into physical therapy or really any graduate school is going to be very difficult. So I want to try to get the best grades that I can.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah, because I had seen something, you were in track and field before?
1: Yeah, I was.
0: Okay. All right. I see you starting to laugh, so I'll skip over that. <laughs> All right. So, getting into the, the crux of the subject, when did you first shoot a gun?
1: Um, I think I was maybe around like seven or eight, because I know I shot my first handgun at nine. The shot a twenty two rifle that we had prior.
0: Okay, did you guys live on a farm or something, or did you just have how? how Yeah, we
1: have a small like horse farm.
0: Oh, so you have horses.
1: Yeah, we have one now. We used to have three that my mom did dressage with and quarter horse.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Mm
0: Did she not do that anymore?
1: No, not anymore. Cause uh, she got bucked off one time and hurt her back, so she kind of had to kind of step back from it.
0: Yeah, that's a big animal to be thrown <laughs> off of. Yeah, I- I've got a couple Great Danes, and they're big, but they're not horse size.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, the first gun you shot was a .22 rifle. What was the pistol you shot?
1: Uh, it was an XDM nine millimeter.
0: Okay. All right, and you transitioned from there to sigs. you're welcome, Phil Strater.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> did you uh, do you you're not a sig sponsored shooter, right?
1: No, I'm not sponsored by anybody.
0: So you're like me, you're just doing it all on your own um,
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: does does Phil know you shoot sigs?
1: Uh I don't think so.
0: Oh, the, have you met Phil Strader?
1: Not that I can recall. <laughs>
0: Shame on you, Phil. Shame on you. <laughs>
1: All
0: right. Well, he's super nice guy. I'm surprised uh, you guys haven't met, but that's okay. Um yeah. so we're were you homeschooled?
1: Uh yes, from third to eighth grade.
0: Uh-huh. You know, there's a formula we've learned. There's a formula for becoming national champion. Really? Right. There's three things, at least for the guys. Okay, there's three parts. One, they grew up on a farm. Two, they were homeschooled. And um, three, they're over five foot thirteen. So they're over six feet. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. And it seems like every single one we talked to who's tall and been homeschooled and whatever is on that fast track to being a national champion. So pretty, pretty funny. (laughs) And so the only person I saw on the women's super squad that was that tall was, um, what Jesse Morrow. Yeah, she's she's very tall. I, I, I'm hoping to have her on the podcast and let her know that, you know, she meets the height qualifications for the men's super squad. (laughs) There's always that option.
1: Yeah.
0: Now I've noticed that, um, you prefer not to shoot on the women's super squad. Am I, is that correct or am I wrong? Yeah. Okay. And why is that preference to not shoot with them?
1: Um, Well, I'm not used to a whole lot of pressure, especially since I've been pretty busy with getting in college and everything. It's just a lot of work for like a mental game, which I've I've kind of been lacking lately. And I really wanted to shoot with my boyfriend and people we've shot with prior. Um, Because I know it's a really enjoyable squad and I'll enjoy it more than just like worrying about
0: all the other women in the squad. Okay. I got you. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, yeah. it's,
0: it's funny because I've talked to the Williams sisters and, um, I think it was two years ago. I think it was Justine who was on the men's super squad. And she's like, yeah, I don't like that at all. They're way too serious. Yeah. They're, they're no fun. So. Yeah. <clears throat> um so who was on your squad that you've shot other than blaine who who have you shot with on that squad before
1: uh joel fisher was somebody that was wanting to squad with us again and then there were some there were a lot of new people but i shot with like magnus and uh jbl was on my squad also there were a lot of really good shooters and it was really cool to, like, see Jay shoot because he had, like, two deltas in the match. Like, man, he wow. is freaking accurate. And, it, like, I'd watch him shoot and wish that, like, I could hit everything like that because, like, <laughs> my accuracy was going downhill. And I was just like, man, I wish I had Jay Beal's accuracy.
0: Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's – and fast, too. I didn't realize he was that accurate in the match, but holy cow.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, he ended up – well, of course, I'm on the wrong spot. There we go. I want to say, what, seventh? Yeah, 7th. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Joel's a local guy here. He's going to be on the podcast um, shortly as well. He's already scheduled a day and a time.
1: Oh, that's
0: so a I, Yeah. So, I met Joel, like, at one of his very first USPSA matches. And I even then, you could tell it's like he's got the height requirement. He's got that <laughs> lean frame. And he's quick. He's swift of foot. So it's like, yeah, this guy's gonna be somebody if he wants to be somebody. So that's cool that you guys shot oh, yeah. together. Oh
1: mm-hmm.
0: And of course, you gotta love his socks. Oh yeah. <laughs> his American flag <laughs> knee-high socks. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So how did you how did you find the USPSA?
1: Uh, my parents were getting a concealed carry permit and practical Edge shooting was one of the training companies that they could go to for it and they had taken several classes from them and they had mentioned that they had a junior team and had mentioned like USPSA to all the people that had taken in the class so whenever I was nine we went and my sister and I had both shot and I really enjoyed it but I was still like nine years old. So they wanted to wait until I was like 12 and a little bit more matured and grown up before I started. That way I wouldn't get burnout later on.
0: Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that because I had, I had come across an article, um, Mm -hmm. that was written about you and the NRA family
1: website.
0: Uh, I guess I was a few years, almost two years ago, not quite. Um, and it was mentioned Practical Edge Shooting Junior Team. So I was going to ask you what that was about. So yeah, your parents actually took classes from them and they had a junior team. Yeah. Okay. Do they still do that? Yes, they do. Well, that's pretty cool that they actually have junior team there and can kind mm-hmm. of work people up into it. And that's in yeah. Washington? Yes. Okay all right is that where you still call home washington
1: Mm -hmm.
0: for now (laughs) for now (laughs) okay all right and have you shot any other type of shooting competitions
1: no i've just stayed with uspsa
0: no three gun no idpa nothing like that just all uspsa okay yeah Now you're shooting a a Sig 320 Max now.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: What optic are you running on that?
1: I'm running the Max. That's mainly why I switched to it was because I wanted to have a little bit better dot than the Romeo One. Yeah,
0: that's a big that's a big window. Yeah. Yeah, I use the SRO, and those are those are big windows. They're nice.
1: Yeah, they're very nice.
0: All right. Now, how do you, how do you work? Like I'll, I'll use uh, Christian as an example, you know, when he was winning his national championships, he, um, he was having to go home to be able to, at least from what I've gathered, you know, he'd have to go home to dry fire shoot and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. How do you work shooting around your school or vice versa?
1: Well, This year, I'll get to have the car at school with me the whole time because I had to share with my sister for a little while while her car was coming in. But uh, when I had the car, I was able to drive between home and school on weekends that I wasn't really doing a whole lot so that I could at least shoot a match or something. But this year, I was like off for six months because... I didn't have any way to get back home and do all that. So it was kind of oh. like, I have to figure out a plan to kind of jumpstart my shooting again. <laughs>
0: so what did you do to jumpstart your shooting?
1: That's a long uh, I time. was dry firing like twice a day for a little bit. And then I kind of dialed it back and did just once a day for a while. And I was just trying to get a lot of rounds in with, some smaller drills like accelerator or doubles just to like get used to the recoil and everything. Okay. Mm.
0: But this is um, once you got back home. So like how how much time did you have before nationals to really prepare?
1: Not a whole lot because I got done in June. So I really only had like three-ish Two months. months.
0: Yeah, yeah, if that. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. And I'm sure you had other stuff going on too, so it wasn't like you could just focus on shooting. So.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. So with with school, how many matches are you able to even shoot in a year?
1: Uh, I feel like it kind of depends on when exams are, because I'm not going to shoot a match if I have an exam on that Monday, So it's kind of depending on that a little bit, but I could maybe shoot nine matches during school.
0: During the whole school year?
1: Yeah, about. Okay. Maybe, Maybe a few more, depending if there's another local around, but...
0: So roughly one a month then?
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Okay. So it kind of keeps the rust at bay, but not really enough to make vast improvements. Right. And I assume, like Christian, you're unable to have anything at the school where you could dry fire. Yep. (laughs) Now, would they would they frown upon something like a cert pistol would they frown upon that as well
1: yeah a, i'm pretty sure that they don't like anything that even looks like they, a gun even if it was like just a plastic hunk of whatever
0: yeah that's what i was be afraid like, of
1: no <laughs> yeah. yeah not
0: even not even the training rubber guns right <laughs> yeah Well, that's too bad because that would definitely make be able to make a big difference you know if you could Right. even have one of those to practice with. Mm-hmm. So what, what did you think of the stages at nationals?
1: Uh, they were really good. Um, my best stage was the fixed time stage, <laughs> which I was really? a little the, bit worried about. The part-time
0: about.
1: Time yeah. stage. I was a little oh, bit wow. worried I wouldn't get all the rounds off, but. I luckily squeezed the wall in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So you had the, basically you had the three on the left. That one was almost in the middle, but it, it was more on the left-hand side of the wall. And then you all had right. the three on the right side. Where did you start shooting first? Did you engage the ones on the left or the right?
1: Uh, no, I went to the right first and then transitioned and shot the close wide open in the no shoot.
0: Okay. I also started, so did you take a big step over to the right, or did you?
1: Yeah, I took a big yeah. step over.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I, that's the route that I went as well, but uh, didn't quite fare as well as you did. So.
1: <laughs>
0: now, what was your favorite zone, A, B, or C?
1: Um, I feel like I like zone A, because I was practicing a lot of strong hand and weak hand. Um, prior to nationals, I was like, "I'm not gonna mess up a strong hand weekend stage <laughs> ever again because <laughs> I did that last year and it was like almost zeroed the stage. It was awful."
0: Oh, was that the one where you had to start in one box and then go to the other yeah. box? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, that was. I, I that did whole zone and it was just yeah. like, oh. Uh.
0: Yeah, that whole zone C last year was a nightmare. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so, that was tough.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was it was tough, and that's the zone I started on. I don't know where you started last. Oh year, wow! Yeah, uh, I was sure like, why zone couldn't I a last
1: year?
0: Oh, uh, that was my favorite zone last year, zone A.
1: Yeah.
0: Me so, same. I um that one strong hand weak hand you're talking about. I actually. I don't remember. I was doing the whole Juan's at Kim thing, tracking the a zone through the wall. Cause you could Hell see yeah. it. So I'm moving and I've, I've got the dot on there and I thought mm-hmm. I had cleared. I thought I had cleared the last wall for that. You know, that one target that sits at a 45 degree angle behind a wall. Yeah. So I was coming coming through there, tracking the a zone, fired around mm-hmm. and put it square through the post of the wall.
1: Oh, and it, was, man.
0: it was metal. <laughs> so it left a perfect hole in there. I was like, well, that serves them right.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so was, what did you, um, I kind of expected more based on the matchbook. I thought there would be more low ports.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: I also, yeah. And I also thought there was going to be more like you. I thought there would be more strong hand weekend than there was.
1: Yeah, I was a little surprised that there, it was just the one and that was it. But
0: Yeah, me too. That and the, uh, I thought there was going to be more, based on the, again, the matchbook, I was expecting more unloaded starts, more strong mm-hmm. hand weekend, stuff like that.
1: Right.
0: So were you able to do a lot of shooting on the move then on on a lot of those?
1: Um looking back on it not a a whole lot if you really wanted to be accurate cuz a lot of those targets that you could actually shoot on the move were 15 or 20 yards almost. Like there wasn't yeah. a whole lot of super close stuff that you'd want to move on necessarily.
0: Yeah, there were there were maybe a couple. There was there was the one stage um shoot i'm trying to remember it was up on zone c i believe where it was just Mm -hmm. a straight uh it was a straight stage where you just walked straight ahead and you had targets on each side
1: oh yeah
0: and then the steel at the end so that one Mm wasn't too bad now what did you think of the all steel stage
1: um that was our last stage of the match oh wow looking back on it i was like thinking myself it would have been nice to start on that zone because then you'd get like a feel for the steel and okay prepare for the rest of the match but okay. that one i didn't have a whole lot of makeups on it like i had maybe three maybe four so i was pretty that, happy but it wasn't like spraying down there
0: well i i was doing i had my um Game plan, I'd had it for two days, had everything worked out, even when we got there to do the walkthrough. Cause for me, it was, was it, it was the last day also, mm-hmm. but I started on that week strong hand weekend hand stage one that morning. Right. Um, but that was my worst stage because it looked like a Chinese fire drill. It was horrible. <laughs> I forgot one target in my whole oh, plan wow. yeah and it was over towards the middle so by the time as I was three quarters of the way through I'm like why am I seeing a piece of steel over there and I finished <laughs> and I was like oh my gosh where's the opening for this one again
1: oh, so it was terrible
0: man. yeah it looked, it looked pretty bad I watched the video of it I'm like oh my god that's humiliating wow
1: yeah it <laughs> was pretty tough
0: yeah it was fun um, but yeah, I felt like it was, uh, like a memory stage mm. type of, uh, so on a, all right. Now looking back, you had two months, we'll, we'll just call it two months. We'll say from June, whatever to August, really to prep mm. for nationals, N- having shot nationals and being able to go back what would you do differently to prepare for nationals
1: um i'm not really sure because i did a lot of like different things like i did doubles and accelerator and i tried to do some shooting on the move and towards the end i did a lot of far shots but I need to do something different to kind of work on the tension in my arms. Cause that was probably my biggest struggle this year was like, I just couldn't get rid of this tension and I would dunk shots in a lot of places or miss the steel. Cause I'm just like tensing up as I'm pulling the trigger. So mm. I would need to do some drills that kind of lean more towards that.
0: Okay. Now I don't know how many nationals you've shot. I've known you've shot at least, what, three now?
1: Um, I shot one production nationals and, like, four optics nationals. Okay,
0: so five. Now, have mm-hmm. you had that issue in the past where you would tense up like that?
1: Uh, Yeah, but not as badly. Like, in previous years, like, 2020, I didn't really have that kind of tension. But then once I was getting ready for college and everything, I couldn't do as much shooting as I wanted to. So I think kind of the anxiety and the tension, and all that kind of came back to me. And it's just one of those things you got to work out again, and again. Okay. I found
0: this year that uh, I I mean, uh, the whole ammo situation and my terrible work schedule makes it difficult mm-hmm. for me, but, but not making excuses. What I found, what I learned this year was I don't really feel like I don't outwardly feel stress mm-hmm. when I go to shoot, like the first stage of nationals, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm, I don't feel stressed. But what I, right. what I did find was that it took a couple of stages for me to not grip the gun so hard that the gun was shaking. Like I, yeah. I felt like I had Alzheimer's out there. I was like, what <laughs> in the world
1: is going
0: on? And then I realized, I was like, it was just internally, it was the anxiety or stress, whatever you want to call it, that would cause me to squeeze the gun so hard. And I was like,
1: yeah. this is, should
0: not be this hard to hit this target. <laughs> yeah, so I got to do a better job with that.
1: Mm-hmm. Now,
0: so you've shot five nationals um where does this rank and i don't mean like your finish but the stages and the general feel of it all how does it rank with the others
1: um i would say this nationals and 2020 nationals were fairly similar um okay this one was probably the hardest nationals though that i've ever shot or really like any match that i've ever shot because there were a lot of far targets like you had to be hitting a spot to make sure that you didn't miss a popper or something like that okay so it really How'd like you... separates everybody from
0: yeah yeah he's
1: doing that yeah
0: yeah and i i found too that it seemed like who those that shot a lot um, we able to figure out the timing or not figure out, but they were able to very easily dial into the timing of that one stage where you had the four poppers with the four activators. There were the four activators. Right. Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh, I, I decided <laughs> to shoot three poppers and then hit the, the bobber. So I, mm-hmm. I got my shot on it before it just became a little head top or if it was even right.
1: That. Yeah.
0: But uh but I I felt like there was a lot of a lot of timing with this one. Did you feel that yeah, way? Definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely.
0: Mhm. Yeah, cuz even the um stage 12, so the last stage uh on the bottom, zone B right. to the far the far right, you had that uh you even had that steel target that activated that bobber all the way in the back Mm -hmm. and you know getting it seemed like there was a whole lot of stuff about getting the timing down with a lot of these stages
1: yeah definitely
0: i I got lucky on that one because somebody covered one of my or taped up one of my targets too soon and i had a (laughs) mic on that i had a mic on that bobber i have no idea how i missed the first time
1: Mm
0: -hmm. but i got to redo it so i i I made it my, <laughs> my miss, so it would actually work yeah. out better for me.
1: <laughs> oh, uh,
0: felt I felt like I should have bought the guy dinner or something. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Now 2020 was in, um, frost proof.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now you've shot at Talladega. Do you have a preference? Do you like frostproof better? Do you like Talladega better? Uh, I
1: don't think I like Talladega better. You have to do that hike up to zone C, but I'd say like the facility and everything's very, very nice compared to yeah, like the- Florida's Florida's still very nice, but I think CMP's maybe just like a little bit better.
0: Yeah, I mean you can't beat that clubhouse. That clubhouse is
1: nice. Yeah, yeah so definitely. That-
0: now did you did you park? Did you guys park up on zone C when you shot up there though?
1: Uh, we got dropped off because Blaine's brother was shooting in a different zone than us, so he had to drive okay. back down.
0: Okay. So at least you got, a, you got a ride up and then you just had to walk <laughs> down. Okay. Yeah. When I was there last year, uh, Thursday to walk through. They were telling me, I asked, uh, when I checked in, I asked the woman, I was like, can we drive down there? She was like, no, you have to park up here. I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And I walked from the parking lot all the way down, walked all the stages up to zone C and all the way back to the parking lot at the clubhouse. Yeah. And that was the hottest day uh, during the whole time at nationals. I was sweating. I'm like, and as soon as I got down to the bottom and I saw all the cars, I was like, this is what I was telling her. I knew you can park down here.
1: (laughs) Uh, I was like,
0: Oh my gosh. I added a good, I guess is what, maybe a third of a mile to walk from the parking, or more, from the main parking lot down to where the shooters park. So that's more than a half mile added walk. Crazy. Right. Now is there, it looks like next year um, it's going to be in Ohio. Do you have Mm -hmm. plans on attending again next year?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm planning on going. It'll be right after I get out of school. So, I'll try to do the best that I can to kind of prepare for that and make an extra trip a month to come home and practice some.
0: Okay. So, what what do you think your training would look like during the school year to prep for that? Cuz like you said, it's it's going to be right after you're out for the year.
1: Um I don't know. I've found some drills that kind of work for me so my dad was saying i need to make like a boot camp list kind of to get me up to speed quickly on what i need to do
0: so how many this year you had two months how much time a day were you spending getting ready for nationals
1: um maybe like Two hours of the most, but when I was by okay. myself, I could do it like hour, an hour and a half typically.
0: Okay. Do you, do you see that as still being your limit for next year? Like you get out of school, let's say you have two weeks between the end of the school year and mm-hmm. national and leaving for nationals. So, are you going to try to extend that a little bit more each day or maybe two yeah. sessions or something?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah. I think they will be a little bit longer. It'll probably be stuff that's like small drills still so that I can get a lot of reps in of that. And right. maybe like do two different types of drills. Something kind of like that. And then I'd probably want to go to the range, like I was going five days of the week, like for two weeks before I left for nationals, just to really make sure that I'm doing what I need to do with a lot of days in a row.
0: Okay. How much dry, do you see yourself doing any more additional dry fire in place of live fire during that time or?
1: Yeah. Oh, I'll be doing a lot of dry fire if I can.
0: Okay. Do you normally do that, um, like, outside on your range or wherever you shoot? Or do you do that indoor?
1: Um, I'm just doing dry fire at the house. And we have a pool table in our family room. So I'll kind of, like, walk around that and um, Oh, okay. shoot all, the, like, the head boxes on, like, the targets just to make it hard.
0: Okay. Boy, well, that's a mm-hmm. really good move, dry fire movement. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. really good. Okay. Now, what is your goal in shooting or USPSA?
1: Um, I'd really like to be maybe like top 50 if it's like only carry optics like i think that'd be really cool to be at that level and just say that like i'm one of the top 50 carry optic shooters and it was only carry optic shooters i think that'd be really cool
0: okay so it's not necessarily to be um national champ or anything but you want to be top 50 overall
1: yeah definitely i think a national champion would be cool but like where i'm from there's not a whole lot of women that shoot around me like there's nobody like justine or morgan that are really close to me so i'm usually just like comparing myself to the guys who shoot here um Or, like the open shooters, that there's not a whole lot of carry optics.
0: Okay. So, what do you do For me,
1: it's like, uh, Lady isn't as big just because I don't see any of those people until I get to nationals.
0: I got you. Well, and, Mm -hmm. and even Justina said, you know, she wants to win a match overall, you know? Yeah. So, I think that means as much to her as, winning nationals as a lady so yeah um so do you is carry optics as popular out there as it is everywhere else or do you still see more open shooters okay
1: no i see a lot more carry optics but there's still a lot of guys who shoot open
0: yeah i think it'll always be a popular division but um mm-hmm. i've definitely seen a huge explosion everywhere in carry optics obviously yeah so so what did you think of 417 carry optics shooters all in one place
1: <laughs> um it was funny cuz i'd be walking around and i'd like think to myself oh i wonder what these people are shooting <laughs> <laughs> and it's like this is carry optics nationals <laughs> the
0: yeah yeah, every single one of us there for this same exact thing.
1: It's crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you um, partake in the side match?
1: Uh, no, I didn't. No? <laughs> mm. <laughs>
0: did, did you – do you know Isaac Lockwood?
1: Not personally.
0: Okay. Wait, I, I just briefly know him, but um, because he had been on the podcast bef- just before mm-hmm. Nationals so i went up and I was talking to him I was like did you literally spend four to five hundred dollars on that side match he goes oh yeah I did but i mean yeah, the payout yeah. but the payout you was thirty three hundred dollars yeah. yeah I was like well I, I mean he he gambled on himself but he he won so can't beat him yeah. or you, you can't blame him for and you couldn't beat him either but you can't blame him <laughs> yeah. for it. that was pretty funny
1: yeah. he's
0: got that whole Thomas Magnum Pi mustache thing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> huh. So you didn't partake? Did you do the? um There was another match over there. I don't remember. I think Beretta had something
1: mm-hmm. going
0: on over there. Did you do any of that?
1: No, I didn't worry too much about it because I knew I wasn't going to win anything for the bell drill. Just because, like. There's Isaac Lockwoods out there that can pull yeah. that trigger fast. Um, yeah. That. And I didn't. I didn't want to shoot a different gun for my own during the match, so I just stayed away from shooting the Beretta side match.
0: I got you. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't do any of that either. So, mm-hmm. but I felt. I felt like it was um, kind of part of the match, but not. It was. It was odd. So I just. I didn't do any of that either. So yeah. You have no sponsors at all, huh? No. Okay. Has anybody ever approached you to be a sponsor or no?
1: Uh, not really.
0: Okay. Cuz uh when was it? Was it 2020 you were second lady at mm-hmm. Nationals? Okay. Yeah. And uh, I'm surprised nobody's ever approached you to be a to be a sponsor. Interesting. <laughs> Now, have you, other than the one production nationals, the, have you shot any other divisions?
1: No, I've just shot um, production and carry optics.
0: Okay, so do you see yourself shooting anything other than carry optics?
1: Um, I want to go back to production at some point in the future. Not like next year, but maybe a few years a few years down the line, I'll want to shoot production again. and do both of them maybe okay but i'd maybe i really want to try open but oh i guess we'll just kind of see where things go and what i can afford them on
0: yeah that's not cheap (laughs) yeah those guns are expensive um Mm. oh shoot i just had a question for you um so, what I remember now. So, what are your thoughts on production 15?
1: Um, doesn't it be do production 15? What's that? Doesn't it shoot with 15? They do,
0: and I've been hearing <laughs> chatter that you know that might be something that the USPSA is looking at. So,
1: All right. Um, I don't know, I feel like. People are still – it's, like, kind of dead division almost. Like, there's a few really good people, but there's not a whole lot of people. So the demand for switching it wouldn't be, like, really, really high.
0: Do you think it would breathe a little bit of life into the division, giving allowing people to shoot 15 round mags versus 10?
1: Maybe. I'm not really that sure because – a lot of people from production switch to carry optics, so I don't know if they'd switch back just because it's fifteen, or if they'd stay away from it still.
0: Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, I've seen a lot of internet. There seems to be a lot of people still out there that don't want to put an optic on their gun so i feel like Mm -hmm. you know if you allowed 15 rounds then that might entice those people to shoot as well in like a production division where you know they they don't want to run around with just 10 rounds i don't know it's pure speculation on my part so
1: yeah
0: i know i would be if i were a production shooter I would be ecstatic to be able to put 15 rounds in my mag and not just 10
1: (laughs) that makes
0: a big difference on you know a 32 round stage where you need you know two and a partial mag versus four magazines so
1: yeah (laughs) oh we
0: were we were talking long distance shots um two years ago at Frostproof stage 19 the one all the way at the end down there the Mm -hmm. big wide one what did you think of that forty two yeah. yard shot?
1: Funny enough, I threw I put two and then I threw a makeup and it was three alpha in the target. And I was like thinking to myself, seriously, I put three alpha on that target. I did not need makeup. <laughs>
0: well, apparently you didn't have any tension in your arms on that day, so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we got lucky where did you shoot that morning or afternoon?
1: Um We shot afternoon, I think.
0: We got to shoot at afternoon of day two when there was that deluge. Mm -hmm. So it was raining. It was, so it was, although it was the very first stage in the afternoon. So it was when it was pouring rain at lunch. It started during lunch, finished on the Mm -hmm. morning and, and kept going into the afternoon. And we had to shoot that stage in the rain. So it was very dark overcast, pouring down rain, and they put plastic bags over the target. So you're like yeah, trying to figure out where in the <laughs> world, because there was no shape to it. Once they put that bag mm-hmm. on it, from there it was like it's hard to see the shape. So we're, you know, I had to sit there and right. study the target to figure out where the A zone was to make sure that I was <laughs> aiming in the right spot. Yeah. So that part of frost proof I don't miss. But mm-hmm. I, I did like the setup of frost proof where, you know, it's just a big horseshoe type of a, yeah. a thing. So, well, Rachel, that's all I've got. Is there anything you'd like to add or.
1: Um, no, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> okay. And this is your junior or sophomore year?
1: Sophomore year.
0: Sophomore. Okay. And then after. You get done with your bachelor's, you plan on getting your master's.
1: Uh, yeah, I'll get a master's.
0: Is there a PhD in your future? Are we going to be calling you Dr. Harper?
1: <laughs> no,
0: no? Um, I
1: thought about it, but like, it's mainly people who teach or do research and I don't really want to teach or do research. So I'll just do the masters cause it'll be more towards what I want to do.
0: Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, 10 years from now, we'll, I'll ask you the same question <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: and see where you're at. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Rachel. I appreciate it. It was a good well, conversation. Thank
1: you for having me. I really appreciate uh, oh, you coming to me. my pleasure. Have me on.
0: Uh, no problem. I saw the look in your eye there. You're like, why is this guy asking me this? <laughs> I was like, <laughs>
1: yeah, explained a little bit. for anything like that. It was just like, so out of the blue, I guess for me, cause you know, I've never had that before.
0: Well, and, and there are only like, you know, you said, there aren't that many female shooters where you're at. And so, mm-hmm. you know, there aren't that, I, I don't want to make it sound mean, but there aren't a whole lot of nationwide. There aren't a whole lot of high level women shooters. So right. the nice thing about nationals was you were, most of you guys were there so i was able to go and talk to you guys try to get you on get as many of you on as you can because yeah i want i want this is about shooting not just guys so
1: right
0: i'm glad you were able to come on i appreciate it
1: yeah thank you
0: you're welcome and we'll have you back on maybe again uh at some point in the future for sure uh hopefully before nationals but if not then we'll have to do another follow-up after next year's nationals
1: yeah definitely
0: okay well take care i appreciate it
1: thank you you too
0: until next time
1: don't be a little bitch yeah